Here are some reviews from GamerHeadquarters.com and YouTube SkyCaptain5. Lol. Just a number of recent games that we've checked out and are kind of going over today. So the first and the big one is The Last of Us Part 2. So when we originally did uh, the review for this game, there were a lot of restrictions and those have now lifted since the game is out. I wouldn't consider anything here to be majorly spoilerish, but just keep that in mind if you do want to skip ahead and have a completely blank uh, experience going with the game that we will cover other ones after this. So in The Last of Us Part 2, this is a revenge story. It follows Ellie as she heads back to the Seattle area in order to deal with a new threat or a new issue, and again, this is revenge-driven. This also gives the perspective of a character named Abby. So after the events of the first game where Joel basically took out a whole hospital, uh, Abby's father was actually part of that group, and that kind of gives you context between the two characters. You play as Ellie, and then you play as Abby, and Abby is kind of giving additional context into what happened with Ellie, while also having her own story. Now, I personally thought that the latter half of the game where you play as Abby wasn't nearly as strong of a narrative as the first half with Ellie was. I also found that the ending was a bit lackluster in terms of making a lot of sense. Now, that's a, a personal thought on the matter, and I do have a whole opinion piece on it that I might release as uh, basically a podcast at some point. I'm not entirely sure in that regard. So with that, uh, story-wise, I don't think it was necessarily as strong as it could have been. But that being said, this is a defining technical achievement for the PlayStation 4 in terms of the, the visuals, the world, the semi-open world environments with a linear focus. Some areas are open hubs, but for the most part it is something that is more of a linear play. And this had incredible AI where the AI actually feels alive. They feel like they're really there with you and they're giving you an assist as you're fighting along and trying to survive. That was really great to see. I enjoyed the AI characters and their integration. I liked the roster of characters that was present. Uh, their fates, obviously, to be determined as you play. But yeah, just visually, this is a stunning game. The depth within the environments, the places you visit, the locations you go to are just stunning, full of depth and vibrancy and life. It's really quite interesting. And then on top of that, you know, there are collectibles. Every single area you visit, all these destroyed shops, everything like that, because there's kind of like choice in how you move through certain situations. Every place seems to have something that would maybe lean it to being a story, and you can kind of see this dreary look at the apocalypse. And I quite like games that have uh, that kind of dreary, morbid feeling to them. There's something enchanting about going off the path and seeing a sorrowing story that took place. I think it's interesting, at least in my opinion. So with that, it's a really great game. I, I did score it quite high. I mean, it's just the story elements weren't quite as good as they could have been. It, it's very well done, and again, what I think is a defining technical achievement on the PlayStation 4, and just a, a really, really great game. It's certainly worth your time, and I know some people have some issues with it, but I think only it falters in some story elements, but for the most part, it's still just a stunning, near masterpiece of an experience. So the second title we're talking about is Minecraft Dungeons. So this is a great dungeon crawler available on virtually every console and uh, PC platform. It's a four-player game with online capability. There's no matchmaking, which is a little bit disappointing, but it will have crossplay in the future. So up to four players can basically do dungeon crawling together 
together in a Diablo-esque style, but within the world of Minecraft. It's got a good number of levels to it, and then different tiers as you go back, so you can play at harder difficulty to get better loot and better gear. There's some secret side missions. We actually have a great video, I think the first really, that shows off the rune collections for a secret uh, special island that has my favorite character in the game. Well, favorite mob in the game creature that is if you're not familiar with the mob term with minecraft mobs are basically creatures so anyways it's great dungeon crawling tons of loot it's got a you know light-hearted story to it it's, it's got some decent gameplay if you're on xbox it's on xbox game pass i, I do think it's worth checking out it is really great i think for all audience types it's particularly great for those that this might be their first dungeon crawling experience i thought it was very well done a, a very interesting experience and something i certainly enjoyed uh, a side note they also sent us a crazy cool minecraft dungeons like chest that had like a bunch of cool loot and stuff that was really interesting and cool to get i don't think we'll do a separate discussion about that but we have a video up on uh the youtube that basically showcases an unboxing of this it's it's really really cool and so neat uh, to see moving past that we're going to be talking about the the mafia trilogy so the mafia definitive trilogy comes with uh, mafia one two and three definitive editions the first mafia game isn't out yet but the second and third one are as definitive entries so the second game is great uh, i definitely enjoyed playing it it does have some audio syncing issues but it's basically like a mobster movie as a video game and I think that's really interesting and very well done it was, it was a lot of fun to play and especially with the element of uh, changing seasons as you progress through it with the narrative it hit all the cliches of a, a mobster sort of film again as, as a game it was certainly interesting and unique and I, I think that one might be worth checking out hopefully they polish it up a bit more because again just some bugs and uh, the audio syncing was definitely a little bit disappointing so for Mafia 3 this is the least upgraded, so they actually took away the Xbox One X enhancement to the game, and then they brought it back just like recently, a couple days ago at the time of recording this. And then I went back and I was like, okay, well now is the time to check this out. And uh, yeah, it, it's pretty decent, it's an interesting character, it's, it's a different setting, so... The, the second game kind of leaned more into like the 40s uh kind of a you know italian mobster kind of style i guess you could say and this one is more of a a southern style kind of like a new orleans style but not you know exactly like that it's its own sort of city area it's got an interesting sort of revenge driven plot which is the theme here again or at least you know doing what you maybe the right choice this time compared to last time i thought that was kind of neat uh, the, the story structure gets a little bit repetitive in terms of what you're doing after you get to a certain point. You're kind of taking a district. It's like a whole city. You're trying to take it district by district by district. You do a couple of the same missions, and you do a mob boss, and you take that area over, and you keep going. There's different types of endings. It's got a neat character. It's got some neat story stuff. It's framed like a documentary, which is kind of cool. I like that. But it does have some bugs and some other issues. It's not quite as polished. I still think it's kind of cool. And as a trilogy, this pack is neat. And I will follow up, likely, uh, going over the first Mafia game when that one does get its uh, re-release. Because they are doing a lot of effort in regards to uh, improving that one and bumping it up. So next up, we have Disintegration. This is a mix of a shooter and a RTS. It's a bit weird because it doesn't necessarily excel at 
either being a shooter or an RTS game. It's kind of a, a middle ground. It's neat. Uh, the story is a bit generic. I didn't wasn't too thrilled by it. The multiplayer is pretty cool, though. It's, it's definitely different because you're kind of commanding a couple troops while also battling other people that have their own little troops. And there's a few game modes. It's really focused. It's, it's, it's an interesting game. It's very different. It's got a fairly lengthy um, narrative or campaign to it in terms of what you're doing and the different areas you're going to. And there's like extra replay value if you want to do some challenges and stuff. It, it's generally okay. I, I found it to be a, a decent experience. I wasn't necessarily blown away by it, but it was, it was all right. I mean, I had some fun playing it, but at the same time, I, I was bored a lot of the time too just in terms of the, the mission structure. And if you're wondering about these reviews, they're from like the last couple months, basically. Uh, just a select amount of titles. And of course, always more reviews on GameRecorders.com, obviously written in the, the videos on the YouTube as well, if you want to see visual representations. So there's also Warface Breakout. I'm playing that a bit past my review, too. It's interesting. It's basically a Counter-Strike-esque uh, shooter where you're playing on one side, where you're trying to attack and say plant a bomb, and the other side's attacking and trying to disarm that bomb or prevent the bomb from being planted. That's all there is. It's just that one mode, but there's like a regular casual play, and then there's a uh, competitive mode that's now become the ranked mode. They've got a ranked season one with extra decorative things that you can unlock. So it's actually a, a fairly solid and a fairly fun shooter. It's got sort of a, a futuristic vibe to it. Uh, a few levels. I wish there were more levels available. It's, it's a bit focused there. Play a number of rounds. You buy guns and weapons and tools every round, and you kind of face off after that. It's got some interesting. It's generally a solid game. It's it's far different from what actual Warface is. I mean, it's definitely inspired from there, but it's a lot more cleaned up and uh, fine-tuned in comparison to the free-to-play Warface game that it kind of comes from. I was actually surprised it was even uh, a thing because I had assumed that it was just a update to Warface, and I actually looked into it, and I'm like, oh, wow, this is an entirely new game. I, I had no idea. So, yeah, I've actually had some fun uh, unlocking some of the achievements working towards them. Some of them are a little bit tougher, but they're kind of neat. So next up is Goosebumps Dead of Night. So this is a smaller scale game. In my opinion, it costs a, a little bit too much for what it is, but it's it's definitely for the younger audience out there. It uh, plays with the hide-and-seek style of game. So if you've played, like, Hello Neighbor, it's kind of uh, reminiscent of that. It's kind of a little bit of a horror game, but again, it's appropriate for the younger audience. It's, it's fairly quick to run through, but I think younger ones might take a little bit more time with it. It is a linear game for the most part. There's three sections, so there's like a house area, and they actually got Jack Black to come in here and do the the voice work for that. So that was really cool, at least in the first area, you know. And then there's another area where you're in like a greenhouse of sorts, and you're trying to do a cure. The first one you're collecting pages, the first area, and then the third one you're basically dealing with like Tesla and some electricity, and you're trying to do more puzzle like light based puzzles, which was kind of neat. Uh, it could use more polish on Xbox One X. It was screen tearing the entire time through, so that was a little disappointing. It's it's, it's okay. I, I think for the target audience, it's alright. If you're a fan of Goosebumps, yeah, it might be decent. Although, otherwise, maybe stay away. If, if there's a good deal on it, it might be worth checking out. It's got some easy gamer score to it. Uh, so that's kind of neat and interesting, and perhaps worth your time for being something a little different, but at a 
more affordable price option uh, down the road because I, I do think it is a little bit overpriced for what it is but it's got Jack Black doing a voice in it so I, I thought that was really cool well reprising his uh, voice work as or I guess performance acting wise as R.L. Stein from the movies I think that was kind of a nice touch for fans so now we have uh, Dead by Daylight the Silent Hill DLC so this isn't a full you know game but it's a pretty big deal for the you know, for Dead by Daylight, you get the the crossover from the Konami horror franchise. They did a great job in this. So you get the uh, the Midwich Elementary School, which is basically perfectly captured, but in the modern era, it looks fantastic. It's got like a square style to it with two levels, and then the middle is an open segment that you can kind of run across. Very creepy, very well done. Many areas that you can kind of sneak behind to get to second levels or hide within buildings and the classes. It's a very creepy atmosphere. Very, very cool. But, I mean, that's kind of free to everyone, regardless of whether or not they buy the Silent Hill pack. So with the Silent Hill pack, you get uh, a new killer and a new survivor. The killer is the Executioner, a.k.a. Pyramid Head. It's menacing and probably, like, the most powerful character, I think, in Dead by Daylight. You can create, like, kind of blood trenches by dragging your big, huge sword thing through the ground. You can also hit doing the same method, doing like a, a long-ranged attack uh, underneath, like you can shoot through like walls, you can shoot underneath walls, you can shoot through objects and stuff. It's very interesting and it does damage quite efficiently. So if a survivor is being tricky, hiding behind a rock, hiding behind like a barricade, you can just easily like swat them down now pretty quickly. It's cool, it's, it's very well done and unique. Then there's the regular slash, and then if you down people, you can throw them into, like, a cage of atonement, and then there's also, like, an executionary option, too. I mean, it's the executioner. You get that. And then there's survival, or survival, the survivor, uh, Cheryl Mason, and she's got some neat perks and kind of taps into the entity, which is neat, so you can kind of get certain benefits and can protect generators. I thought she had some unique perks. The character looks a little generic, but I mean, if you're a fan of Silent Hill, she looks right from the Silent Hill series, so that's kind of cool. And then they have a neat costumes edition where you can kind of change her up with another, you know, Silent Hill character where it's the same perks and everything, but different look and I thought that was kind of a neat touch that they may retroactively add to other survivors and killers within the game. I had a special talk with them ahead of the announcement of the Silent Hill release uh, because I keep getting invited to their pre-chats and I think that's kind of cool so I keep getting the you know the info and stuff like that ahead of time which is kind of neat. Uh, some other games to kind of mention I, I did some Bioshock uh, the collection on Nintendo Switch and the Borderlands Legendary Collection on Nintendo Switch, and Burnout Paradise Remastered on the Nintendo Switch. All experiences were pleasurable, uh, great performance on all of them, and pretty solid ports. I mean, Burnout Paradise, you get a really smooth 60fps experience at home or on the go. The visuals look pretty good, only some elements are toned down a bit. I mean, that's the uh, kind of aggressive driving game from EA where you just kind of smash cars, you just do quick races, there's online focused modes to it too. It's okay, I mean, I'm not too technically blown away by what it is because it is quite a bit aged, but fans of the game from back in the day will really like it, and I think on Switch it fits uh, a niche of a open world 3D car game fairly well. Uh, the Bioshock collection, obviously you get uh, Bioshock 1, two remastered both of those are remastered and infinite all the dlc they all run beautifully they look fantastic i was actually 
blown away by that because I was not expecting that on the Switch. I mean, some technical things like reflections and that don't look good, but performance, solid. Visuals, fantastic. Even on a TV, it's really good. And that's mirrored with the Borderlands collection. You get Borderlands uh, Game of the Year Edition, like the remastered first Borderlands game. You get Borderlands 2, and you get the pre-sequel as well. Uh, with the pre-sequel obviously being the weaker part of the pack, but I mean... Legendary games, the Bioshock and the Borderlands Collection on Switch, both run beautifully well. Great stories. I could talk about those individually for way too long, but I'm going to just assume you know what they are to a degree, and I'm just going to say the ports are really good, and they're definitely worth your time. If you have to pick a Bioshock game, I'd say Bioshock Infinite is one of my favorite games of all time. It is amazing, and the ending will blow you away. The other two games are great, too, Bioshock titles. Uh, also, Borderlands, I'd say the second game is probably the strongest out of the mix. I love the first game, the first Borderlands game, you know, because uh, that one kind of got me in love with the series, but Borderlands 2, just the refinements and the updates, and uh, some Jack kind of really make that one. But anyways, that's the uh, reviews for now. We'll do an updated one in the future and hopefully some other things. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode, kind of going over a grab bag of reviews. And uh, with that, you can check out more info, coverage, reviews, and stories on GamerHeadquarters.com and YouTube. So I got 5LOL, and I hope you enjoyed this.